At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hour number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Shout out to everyone working very hard behind the scenes to make it all run. Nick is doing an absolutely terrific job. Wyatt, our producer, absolutely amazing work. Oliver wound up joining the team a few weeks ago. He's been great. And then Brad always gets me set up on the audio. So a big shout out to all four of you gentlemen. Without them, you wouldn't be seeing my face on TV. Typically, I say beautiful face or something like that, but... We'll just call it a face. We'll just be nice to myself. So we're going to avoid any landmines there. And in the NFL, we're going to be trying to avoid the landmines of just buying into teams a little bit too soon. And at the same time, not taking into account what we've seen this year. It's always a good balancing act. We always see it on social media. People that overreact a little bit too much to the NFL and really any sport in general. If you've been watching social media over the first couple days of the NBA season, it's very, very funny how some people can go from thinking Team X is going to win the world championship to thinking that they're going to go 2-80. and 80. So you always want to try to be as level-headed as possible when it comes to this. But when it comes to these games this week in the NFL, I think that we've got a really good slate. And with DraftKings, they do a great job of offering so many different things like high-scoring team for the week, lowest-scoring team for the week, guy that's going to have the most passing yards, guy that's going to have the most receiving yards. The list goes on and on, which I always think is a lot of fun because – you're always able to identify some of these teams of which, well, they're in for a good performance at other of these teams, not so much. So when you take a look at games for Sunday, and obviously when it comes to highest scoring and lowest scoring teams, this is going to be for Sunday only. So this takes out of the account the Thursday night football game, which we wound up already seeing, and this also takes out of the equation the Monday night football game. But with regards to the highest scoring game that we're going to be seeing on Sunday, right now the big favorite is the Chiefs versus the Titans. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. At DraftKings, you're finding that at plus 250. Lions versus Rams is at plus 600. You've got Raiders-Eagles at plus 700. Plus 800 is the Washington football team against the Green Bay Packers. You've got at 9-1 to the Dolphins and the Falcons. And then at 10-1, to it's Sixons and Cardinals. And then from there, you wind up going down the list. Bears versus Buccaneers at 10-1. to 11-1 is Ravens versus Bengals. 16-1, to 49ers and Colts, and then at 20 to 1, Jets at Patriots and Panthers at Giants. And I can tell you right now, I have absolutely no idea where you get a 9 to 1 on Dolphins versus Falcons just because you've got a Dolphins offense that in general has been in disarray because we're hearing all the trade talk 
of perhaps Drew Taggy by law going to the Houston Texans, and in return, they wind up getting Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson unlikely to play this year until the allegations wind up getting cleared up and or you wind up having a worse situation which we don't wind up seeing Deshaun Watson again so you've got a whole lot of that going on right now and it's really interesting to see how these odds wind up getting set because obviously all these games wind up having a total and here's a shocker the biggest total that we're seeing right now is out there with that Chiefs versus Titans game as that is one that has been set right around 57 and a half in a lot of spots, that is way higher than any other total that we're seeing out there. The next highest is right around a 50 and a half. I believe that that would be the Lions versus the Rams game, which is hiked way up there. But when you just take a look at games that you think are going to be featuring a lot of points, I can't disagree with the Titans versus the Chiefs game because we've been noticing with Patrick Mahomes in general, because of the injury that we've seen to Clyde Edwards, the layer he wind up, wound up going on injured reserve a few weeks ago that this is a Chiefs team that even though they were already passing it a lot to start with they are now really having to gun it through the air and this is a Titans bunch in which you just take a look at the defense and they're in the bottom 10 in pretty much every single category now I do think that there's actually a little bit of upside when it comes to the Titans defense because they did a good job of being able to stick some resources into it but at the same time it just has not been able to come together and then with the Kansas City Chiefs I wanted to mention it on this show last week. The fact that I don't think that you should be discrediting Patrick Mahomes at this point because no doubt it's been a little bit of a tough go of it for the Kansas City Chiefs, but at the same time, you've had Patrick Mahomes still putting up some absolutely monstrous numbers. You take a look at him for the season, and he starts at the top of the league when it comes to so many of these passing statistics right around 1,800 yards pass for already 18 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and is unfortunately towards the top of the league as well. And a lot of this is because with the Chiefs, not only do you have a high-powered offense, but you've also got a defense that they aren't stopping a nosebleed themselves. The 13 points that they wound up giving up to Washington football team the first time all season, which they held the team below 29 points. So that is certainly something that you want to be taking a look at. And when it comes to the Titans, even though this is a little bit of a run-heavy team because you've got King Henry, who has been absolutely magnificent for this team. This is still a team that they do have a guy in Ryan Tannehill, that he's been able to prove it ever since he wound up getting to Nashville, Tennessee, that he is a pretty darn good quarterback himself. He's someone that ranks in the top 10 in a lot of passing statistics ever since he wound up getting to Tennessee. So I do think that that is a place to be able to look, and that is why we're seeing it well at plus 250. But if you're looking down the list, I feel like it's a little bit easier after that to really discredit the games that you don't think are going to be high scoring. I mentioned it a little bit earlier with the Dolphins versus the Atlanta Falcons. I think that getting 10 to 1 is nowhere near enough for that because I mentioned the struggles that the Dolphins are having. And then you take a look at the Atlanta Falcons, and I'm just not bullish on this team at all. I want to say it coming into the year. I know that myself and Jeff Parles were doing a little bit of film work on the nightcap when you wound up having more around the mid to late July portion of the calendar. Me and M were talking about this a lot, and I just have not been high on this Atlanta Falcons team from the start. You've got a very much aging quarterback in Matt Ryan. You take a look at the weapons around him. You wind up getting rid of Julio Jones, who, ironically enough, is now on the Tennessee Titans and wound up making one of the better catches that you're going to see in football right around 10 days ago. So give him a little bit of credit. This is not necessarily a great offensive line. Now, Calvin Ridley, he is a heck of a ball player, and I will say, Cordero Patterson has been able to give you a whole heck of a lot of something, but I'm not necessarily so bullish on him. And then you take a look at the defensive side of things. They certainly aren't great, but I would say that they're not terrible either. A.J. Terrell has been able to give you a little bit of something in the secondary. The front seven has been able to relatively decently hold up. It's been a little bit touch and go. I feel like we have a little bit more that needs to be discovered about the Atlanta Falcons because you just take a look at their opening slate of games playing against the New York Jets, the Washington football team, the Eagles. We're going to find out a little bit more about them this week, so there's still a little bit of a riddle. But you also take a look at that Bears versus Buccaneers game, and if you're betting on this being the highest-scoring game of the week, I think that you're really just banking on Tom Brady putting up north of 35 points against a Bears defense. That If there's one good thing about the Bears, it's their defense, because I do think that things are a little bit suspect when it comes to this Bears offense. I still think that Justin Fields needs a little bit more seasoning. I think that he might have been thrown into the fire a little bit too early. It certainly helps that Laser is now calling the plays rather than Matt Nagy because we saw that be a complete and utter calamity. Although, I will say this. 
getting 13 points with the Bears right now. I do recognize that in a lot of places, if you are getting that full 13, you're getting a plus 120 or minus 120 juice. I do think that that is actually a relatively good take just because I do think that it's a little bit of an overreaction and you might wind up getting there just because I think that this might be a little bit of a thud of a game itself when it comes to scoring. So I think that that is a good place in which you're able to cross these off. And in the next segment, we're going to be talking a little bit more about lowest scoring games. And this is one that probably has a little bit more of a sell around it because I did take a look at what you've been able to get out of Justin Fields in general. He's been someone that has been dropped a whole heck of a lot. We all remember in his first start, I believe that he wound up taking seven sacks in that game. He's been sacked 18 times in total, and he hasn't even appeared in all the games for the Bears at this point. So that is a little bit of an issue. David Montgomery has been able to give you a little bit of something on the ground, but he's been dealing with injury. He's been out for already two games. He is on injured reserve, so that winds up killing you as well. So when it's David Montgomery out, then you wind up mixing and matching between guys like Khalil Herbert and company. So that's not necessarily a place where you want to be when it comes to trying to bank on a team to be able to score a bunch of points. But if you're looking for one that I feel is a little bit more under the radar, I do think that we could see a little bit of something when it comes to Ravens and Bengals, just because when we think of the Baltimore Ravens, we think of a team that is very good on defense. But you take a look at Lamar Jackson, and he just has been able to do a little bit of everything. If I were to give a vote for MVP right now, I would be going with... Lamar Jackson, I feel like you've got a very close number two with Kyler Murray. I would be a little bit split on that, and I do ultimately think that Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to get himself back into that MVP chase, but you take a look at what Lamar Jackson has been able to do, and the misnomer on him is that he's a guy that just scrambles around. He's not necessarily a great pocket passer. If you've been watching Lamar Jackson right now, and you've been saying that, he has proved you wrong very much so. He has been able to do a terrific job both on the move, and he's been able to use his legs to be able to create a little bit more behind the line of scrimmage as well, get the ball down the field. So I've been thoroughly impressed by that. And then you take a look at the Bengals, and they do have a very solid defense. I give them credit, but I've also got a guy in Joe Burrow that has been able to really emerge as well. You take a look at what he's been able to do this year, and I've been impressed. The connection between he and Jamar Chase, his college buddy that wound up playing wide receiver over there at LSU now was the first round pick for Cincinnati. He's been able to grab a bunch of passes from him. That has been a very good connection. You take a look at the Bengals and they've been a little bit banged up in the backfield as well. So that is something that has hurt them a tad. Joe Mixon, you can tell, has not necessarily been right the last week or two. I think that Samaj P. Ryan has been dealing with a little bit of something as well. And that's important because Mixon has been taking the bulk of the carries for the Cincinnati Bengals. But with the way that they've been able to move the ball through the air ever since they wound up getting back T. Higgins, who wound up missing a pair of games. It has been very solid, and I do think that this is a Bengals defense that is in for a little bit of regression. I do like what I'm seeing out of someone like a Trey Hickson. He's been able to give the team five and a half sacks so far this year, but I certainly do take a look at this spot, and I do think that you could see quite a few points, because while you do have a pair of good defenses, you also have a pair of explosive offenses, and we see it throughout sports. What winds up winning out a good defense versus a good offense. And typically you wind up getting something in between, which is why you're seeing a total in a lot of spots of 46. But I do think that you could wind up seeing a sneaky high-scoring game there. And when it comes to lower-scoring games, I've talked about a few of them. We're going to be taking a look at those odds. We're going to be just taking a look at this week in the NFL in general. And we're going to get you guys caught up on that next. Right here on VSIN, the sports betting experience, as you are dialed into the Greg Peterson experience on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The NBA season might have tipped off, but there's still time to be able to grab your copy of the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide. It has strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our Hoops expert, including John Von Tobel, provides strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a sports betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 at psin.com slash subscribe as we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Greg Peterson experience. And by the way, John Von Tobel, he's a great guy. He's also helping out with the college basketball betting guide as well, so We've got the pro guide out right now, the college basketball betting guide. That's going to be out in about two weeks or so. So we are getting all gas up for all forms of hoops. And we always get amped up for all forms of football in the final hour. So starting about 45 minutes or so, we are just going to be going heavy when it comes to college football previews for what is going to be a tremendous college football Saturday. I always want to wait until all continental 48 states are on Saturday before we wind up getting that started as we've got a whole lot of other things to talk about. Apologies to anyone out there in Hawaii who will still be experiencing Friday at that time, but certainly we've got a lot going on as I wound up running through in the last segment. My thoughts on what we might might end up seeing for some of the top scoring games in the NFL this week. Let's take a look at some of the odds for the lowest scoring games. DraftKings does a great job of being able to provide this and well, since they wanted being the game said which had the longest odds for being the highest scoring games, it should come as no surprise as Panthers at Giants and Jets at Patriots have the shortest odds for the lowest scoring game. At Panthers versus Giants, it is a short shot at plus 450, plus 500. You've got Jets and Patriots at plus 550. It is Colts versus 49ers, plus 750. Bengals at Ravens. I want to make the case why that might be a sneaky game for quite a few points. So I obviously am not on board with that. At 9 to 1, you've got Falcons at Dolphins, Bears at Buccaneers, and then Texans at Cardinals. At 10 to 1, Washington at the Green Bay Packers. At 12 to 1, you've got Eagles at Raiders. And then at 15 to 1, Lions and Rams. And the long shot, Chiefs at Titans at 35 to 1, which. Honestly, if you made the bet 35 times, I think that you probably would come out profitable on Chiefs versus Titans. With that said, on just an individual bet basis, I don't think that you want to be doing that because, well, you are really, really playing the long game if you're going with Chiefs and Titans because I think the real odds should probably be more like 25, maybe like 28 to 1. So, I mean, if you bet it 35 times, if you bet it, we'll even expand that 100 times. You probably will be coming out with a profit, but it's just one of those things in which you really want to be doing something like that a hundred times over just to get yourself kicked in the teeth, and then you wind up getting like your three caches to be able to make you a ham sandwich worth of money. So, I mean, there's that part of it, and if there's a game that I certainly would not be necessarily putting on this list for one to be able to consider it is actually the short shot with the Panthers at the Giants. I do recognize that Sam Darnold has certainly not necessarily looked the world's greatest in recent weeks. Christian McCaffrey, he's going to be out for this game. He is out on injured reserve, so he's going to be out for quite a while for the Panthers. But you take a look at this Giants team, and you still do have some weapons around Danny Dimes. Now, I have not been necessarily impressed by the entirety of the Giants passing situation. You've had Daniel Jones be dealing with a couple injuries. Looks like he should be good to go in this one, but Saquon Barkley has been dealing with an injury. 
That's nothing new if you're a fan of the New York Giants, I'll be honest with you. Saquon Barkley just has not been a guy that has paid off with regards to the draft pick. And if you're going to have a top 10 running back payoff, he needs to be really, really good because I mean, at this point, running backs are a little bit of a dime a dozen. We're seeing it with Saquon Barkley. Not necessarily his fault, but you got a lot of banged up guys. And I mean, let's face it, with the Giants, you got a lot of banged up guys in general. Looks like Kenny Galladay probably going to be out once again. Darius Slayton, he's a little bit more of a question mark along with John Ross. I know that Ross has been able to get out there on the field a little bit more, but talk about another first-round pick that has not necessarily lived up to his true potential. I mean, if you wound up having John Ross actually be fully healthy and be able to be in a system in which he would be able to thrive, I think that this is someone that could have some success. But when you've got a speedster dealing with a hamstring injury, that's just a recipe for failure right there. But take a look on top of that when it comes to the Giants. And though this is not a team that I necessarily is going to, that I think is necessarily going to go out there, score a whole bunch of points, at the same time, there is a little bit of, shall we say, suspectness when it comes to this defense. And then you take a look at the Carolina Panthers. Though Sam Darnold has regressed a little bit, you want to keep in mind that with Sam Darnold, this is someone that already has five rushing touchdowns this year. In his three years with the New York Jets, he had three altogether there, so he's been able to be much more of a mobile threat when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. You've got a Panthers team that has done a solid job of being able to put weapons around him. It's not like you've got like a top-five receiving core around him or anything like that, but you do take a look at it. Chuba Harbert has been able to do a solid job of being able to fill in for Mr. Christian McCaffrey, so that's been able to give you a little bit of relief there. And then you just take a look up and down at the pass catchers. For the Panthers, DJ Moore is someone that I really like, and Robbie Anderson wound up having a little bit of a connection before Sam Darnold wound up coming to Carolina as these guys wound up spending a year or two out there with the Jets as well. So that has been able to help ease things a little bit now with the Panthers. They have lost three straight games, but I do think that you're probably going to see maybe a little bit more Royce Freeman in this game as well because I mentioned Hubbard has been able to do a solid job with Rolls-Royce. He's just has not seen a lot of touches at all. I think that he wound up getting one touch last week. I think that this could be the week in which we wind up finally seeing a little bit of something from him. Now, I don't think that you're going to be getting like 15 carries for like 80 yards for Rolls-Royce or anything like that, but I think that he could be a little bit more of a weapon for this team. You also want to be on alert that it looks like Terrence Marshall is going to be out for this game as well, but also take a look at the Panthers defense and Got some solid guys, but Shaq Thompson being out of the fold, I really think hurts them as well. So when it comes to lowest scoring game, I really can't get on board with the Panthers and the Giants. And if you're looking for a little bit of a longer shot that I think could provide a little bit of value, it is the Green Bay Packers against the Washington football team because we've seen it with Washington. This is a bunch in which they've not necessarily been able to excel the way that we were thinking to coming into the year with regards to the defense, but they still have some good guys up front, guys like Montez Sweat and company. I think that are going to be able to do a very good job of being able to contain Aaron Rodgers. And even with Aaron Rodgers, he was able to get the win against the Chicago Bears. And this is a Packers team in which they are on that five-game winning streak. They wound up having that calamity in the first week of the season against the New Orleans Saints. Ever since then, they have been able to rectify things. But it hasn't necessarily been due to the offense. This is a Packers team that they've scored 30 points or fewer in each of their last four games, but it's really been the defense that has come to the forefront. They have allowed 22 points or fewer in now four out of their five wins, so they've been able to do a good job of being a lockdown there. And when it comes to Washington football team, they've been able to put up a few points, but it's been nothing great. Taylor Heineke is someone that I've got my serious question marks with. Nine touchdowns and six interceptions. I mean, it's a great story. He comes in from Old Dominion. I think that he was playing for, like, the Alliance of American Football League and the XFL, stuff like that. So certainly a well-traveled guy, and we wound up seeing him be able to have a couple nice drives in that postseason game against the Buccaneers. But I take a look at this Washington team, and it's really lacking a lot of weapons. J.D. McKissick is someone that I do feel like goes a little bit under the radar, but we know that they've been dealing with a couple of injuries in the backfield with Gibson being a little bit on and off injured. It looks like he probably should be able to go, but he's probably not going to be at 100% as well. And though Jair Alexander has been out for the Green Bay Packers in recent weeks, this is a defense that has been relatively solid. Kevin King is questionable, but... I would argue that Kevin King being out is actually a little bit of an addition by subtraction when it comes to Green Bay Packers. I am myself, someone that's from the great state of Wisconsin. Myself and my buddies wind up coming up with various names to call Kevin King because he just has not been good. I like to call him Hickory because he winds up getting smoked a lot in the secondary. So that's one of them that we wind up throwing out there. So hasn't necessarily been too great there. Darnell Savage, I know, has been dealing with a little bit of an ailment as well. But you take a look at the Packers and... This is a team in which they've got some pretty good depth in the secondary. The front seven has been able to do a good job as well. And 
though the team has been winning, it's not necessarily been because they are putting up just some massive stats because we all know who Green Bay is going to be targeting in the passing game. That would be a whole lot of Devontae Adams. Best that you haven't necessarily been able to get a whole heck of a lot out of some of these guys. Tunyon has been a little bit up and down. We remember the three-touchdown game they wound up having last season. He hasn't necessarily been able to do a whole heck of a lot this season. And then the next best pass catcher for the team has probably been Aaron Jones. So, I mean, it certainly is a bunch of which they are very centered around being able to get the ball to Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, no doubt, won the best in the game. But I do think that you might have a little bit of sneakiness for a bit of a lower scoring game when it comes to Packers versus the Washington football team. I guess that the Packers are taking after the Wisconsin Badgers a little bit in a team that has not been able to move the ball a lot on offense, but it is a big reason why as well. When you take a look at a team like the Green Bay Packers that you don't want to be overreacting to just one really, really good or one really, really bad performance because ever since we wound up saying that, oh, the Green Bay Packers are having issues. They wound up looking bad against the New Orleans Saints. Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't care anymore. Well, news of the demise of the Green Bay Packers was prematurely reported. We have seen this with so many of these teams. Like we wound up seeing it with the Cleveland Browns. A lot of people were out on them when Case Keenum wound up being announced as a starter instead of Baker Mayfield and the Browns. They were able to get the job done, and they were able to get a 17-14 win over the Broncos. So I do think that it's very important that you wind up playing the long game here, not necessarily overreacting to one specific injury, one specific game. So that is always of utmost importance. And it's of utmost importance to try to identify who the big difference makers of the week is going to be as well. We're going to be diving into a little bit more of the player props for this upcoming week in the NFL next here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network, as we're here for the Greg Peterson Experience. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VSIN, the Vegas Ads and Information Network, we will be providing coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all the action. Visit VSIN.com slash SBNC for more information and to learn how you can enter for your chance to test your skills and win some cash, including $1 million, which is a top prize. That is VSIN.com slash SBNC. We're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Greg Peterson experience here from Circa. Hopefully I did a good Dr. Evil impression there. I don't think I necessarily hit that one, but... With that said, all my impressions sound the exact same, so that's probably why. But with that said, there is nothing the same about every week when it comes to the NFL season. You've always got different things that you want to take a look at, and there are different stars that wind up coming about. Now, one thing that remains very consistent when it comes to the NFL is one guy that we always know we can bank on for quite a few yards, and that would be Patrick Mahomes. Something great that DraftKings does is, you're able to bet on so many of these player props. Obviously, you're able to take over and under for their individual performance, but you're able to take a look at it a little bit more and make it a little bit more macro in that you're able to take a look at top rushers for the week, top passers for the week, receiving yards, list goes on and on. And when it comes to players for the most passing yards this week in the NFL, it should come as no shock that our good friend Matt Patrick Mahomes is the short shot. You're finding him at plus 380 there. And then from there, you wind up having Tom Brady. Not necessarily a shock that he's number two. He's been able to do a couple things throughout his career. He's at 6-1. You then from there have Matthew Stafford. He's at 9-1 along Derek Carr. Matt Ryan is 11-1 against the Miami Dolphins. I would not be touching that with a 20-foot pole because I think that the Atlanta Falcons are a terrible football team. We'll get to that in a second. Kyler Murray, 13-1 against the Houston Texans. His next up, Joe Burrow is at 17-1 against Baltimore, Tua Tagovailoa is 18-1 against Atlanta. You've also got Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff at 18-1. And once again, sort of like what I was doing a little bit earlier is that I feel like you're able to take a couple guys out of the equation. Matt Ryan against Miami. I mean, the Dolphins' defense certainly has not been great. You've had Howard in the secondary be a little bit banged up. But with that said, other than Calvin Ridley, you don't have a lot of weapons for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, by, I guess you could call it a little bit of subtraction because they don't necessarily have a lot of ground game. That does mean that Matt Ryan is going to have to air it out quite a bit as Mike Davis has been the top rusher for the team with right around 200 yards a season. But 
I can't take a shot on he or Tua Tagovailoa. I just take a look at both of these quarterbacks, and they're quite pedestrian. We've taken a look at Tua, and it has not necessarily went well for him ever since he's gotten to Miami. He hasn't put up great numbers, so I feel like those are two that you're able to take off right away. I do think that there's quite a bit of value on Kyler Murray. 13-1 to 1 is right now his numbers. He's going up against a Houston Texans team, which they wound up letting go of Whitney Merciless, so... That means that their front seven, it is a little bit more merciful, I guess you could say, to use a really bad pun. If I got any laughs out of that whatsoever, I will give myself a nice pat on the back. But you just take a look at this Houston Texans team, and you've got a sad disgrace of a team at this point. Now, I will say, Davis Mills has actually played a little bit better than I thought he was going to, but take a look at him with seven interceptions thus far, and because he's throwing so many interceptions, that gives you some added opportunities for the Arizona Cardinals, in my opinion. I do think that the Cardinals are, if there is a little bit of a fear with this Kyler Murray prop, perhaps going to be up by so many points that they wind up just running the ball a little bit more than normal. You maybe wind up taking Kyler Murray out when you're up by 28 points with like five minutes left to go and it turns into garbage time. But I certainly do think that this is someone in Kyler Murray who should be able to just gash a secondary that is not great. great. Vernon Hargraves. Never necessarily been too bullish on him. Justin Reed, he's getting out there a little bit as well. So I take a look at Kyler Murray, and I think that he presents some good value. I'd be very curious to see if you could do all-purpose yards, rushing yards and passing yards, because I do think that Murray is going to be able to cover him up on the ground as well. He's been doing a great job there. And you take a look at the Houston Texans. This is a bunch that they have given up at least 24 points in all but one of their games. That game was the outlier. That'd be week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and... Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars, congratulations. They were able to get their first win in over 400 days across the pond in London. Here in the United States, they've got a win streak of longer, or they've got a losing streak of longer than 400 total days. It's been over a year since they've won a game on U.S. soil, so that's not necessarily going so great for them, but you just take a look at the board in general, and I do think that the short shot in Patrick Mahomes just always presents value. And you've also got that for most rushing yards as well. as It's even more lopsided when it comes to rush yards. And it's someone that's going to be in this very same Kansas City Chiefs versus Detroit Titans game. As you've got Derek King. Henry, he is plus 110 against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I can't necessarily say that I disagree with it. And if I'd be looking at anything, I'd be taking a look at Derek Henry. Because week in and week out, this guy is an absolute dominator now. I would be liking to get a little bit more more bang for my buck here just because when you take a look at it, what you're pretty much saying with these odds is that if you wound up playing this all 17 weeks throughout the season, you'd pretty much need Derrick Henry to be the top rusher 8 out of 17 weeks if they were to do this over 17 times just pretty much based on the odds. But I take a look at Derrick Henry, and I certainly do think that he's going to be able to cover it up. And then from there, it's really just picking out what you like best, your flavor of the week, as you've got Daryl Henderson. He plays for the Rams. He's going up against the Lions. He's at plus 900. You've got Chuba Hubbard at 12 to 1. I like Chuba Hubbard. Probably a little bit too much respect for him. 12 to 1 against the New York Football Giants. You've got Leonard Fournette at 18 to 1, along with Joe Mixon and Damian Harris all in that fold. Aaron Jones as well at 18 to 1 against the Washington Football Team. If you're looking for a short shot, they like 20 to 1, Jonathan Taylor against the San Francisco Giants, and then at 22 to 1, Devontae Booker and Elijah Mitchell. And I do like Jonathan Taylor in this spot. Now, whenever you're taking a look at some of these player props as well, it's important to not just take a look at the player that you're betting on, but the team that they're going up against. Because as we know, the San Francisco 49ers, this is a very good defense in pretty much all aspects. With the 49ers, it's been a little bit of a calamity as to what you've been able to get on the offensive side of the ball for the th- for the team. And the good news for them is that it looks like Jimmy G is going to be back in the fold. I know that there were a lot of people that were calling for Trey Lance. They were hoping that he would get a start. And I've seen a little bit of Trey Lance. And I certainly do think that there is some upside. I think that there is just a little bit more seasoning that he needs because Keep in mind, he only wanted making one start for North Dakota State last year. That was against Central Arkansas, pretty much a game that was put on as a little bit of a spectacle. So, I mean, it's just one of those situations in which I do think that you get a little bit more value with the San Francisco 49ers offense there. But you take a look at Jonathan Taylor, and he's been able to do a great job for an Indianapolis Colts team that, let's call it what it is, they've been a little bit underachieving. And you can really take a look at both of these teams, and they've been a little bit underachieving as the 49ers wound up blowing that game against the Green Bay Packers, and ever since then, that has led to a downward spiral. They've lost three straight games, all by seven points or fewer, so it's 
spent a little bit of tough sledding there. And then you just take a look at the Indianapolis Colts experience. You were expecting a lot, a lot more out of this Colts offense. Now, I will say, a lot of people are giving a lot of flag to Carson Wentz, and I think that some of it is justified. But also keep in mind that with Wentz, this is someone completing 64% of his passes with nine touchdowns and one pick. Now, obviously, he hasn't taken all the snaps at quarterback because he's been a little bit banged up. He's had to leave a game or two a tad bit early, so you've got that aspect of it as well. But I do take a look at Jonathan Taylor, and I've been very impressed by him. He's been able to rack up right around five yards per carry. This is a San Francisco 49ers team that they do a relatively solid job on the ground. I do feel like a little bit more of the weak point of this team is the secondary, but I do think that with the way that the Colts have been a little bit more conservative, in their offensive approach, you've got a guy in Carson Wentz that he doesn't necessarily air it out down the field, but at the same time, he does a good job of presenting, of preventing the absolute calamity. I think that that is something that you want to be taking a look at as well. So I do think that at 20 to 1, you wind up getting some value on Jonathan Taylor, but at the same time, this is one of these props in which there is one very clear favorite in Derrick Henry. He's going to be this way pretty much throughout the entirety of the season. The only time you're not going to see Derrick Henry atop of this odds board when it comes to top rusher for the week is, for one, if the Titans obviously don't wind up playing on a Sunday because, well, he's not going to be eligible to be able to be the top rusher on a Sunday if he's not playing on Sunday or if you wind up just getting something absolutely hellacious. And in those cases, you still probably have value on Derrick Henry because, I mean, we all know that he is the top player at his position at this point. And when you take a look at just players that are most dominant at their position in general, I do feel like number one is Aaron Donald. I just think that he's so much more far and away better than every other defensive tackle out there in the National Football League. Obviously, Justin Tucker at the kicker spot. He just is so much better than all the other kickers. We wound up seeing that on full display when he wound up making that record-setting field goal against the Detroit Lions a few weeks ago. But also, when you take a look at running back as well, I would say that number three on that list is probably Derrick Henry over all other running backs because you take a look at the other short shots, those are mainly just due to the competition that they're playing. Chuba Hubbard certainly is not like a top-five running back by any stretch of the imagination. I think that he's solid for the Panthers, but it's merely that he's number three on the odds board because they're going up against a New York Giants team that, let's face it, they've been a hot mess this year. And then you've got a Detroit Lions team that they have not been able to stop a nosebleed. And the Lions have been able to give you a relatively solid effort. They just haven't had things go their way. And speaking of things going their way, well, that has not been the case for a lot of the Heisman hopefuls at the beginning of the year. So we're going to take a look next at some of the odds to be able to win the Heisman Trophy Award. And that is coming up on the other side right here on VSIM, the Sports Bank Network, the Greg Peterson Experience. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. First Bet wants to get you ready for the Breeders' Cup with a chance to win $1,000 in free bets. Go to bsin.com slash horses for your chance to be able to win. The grand prize winner will have $1,000 deposited into their account before Friday, November 5th. That is just in time for the Breeders' Cup. There are plenty of runner-up prizes as well, so sign up today at bsin.com slash horses. Terms and conditions apply, so please do go to bsin.com slash horses for more information as we're back here in the lovely resort of Circa here for the Greg Peterson Experience. I am Greg Peterson, and we've got ourselves a lot that is going to be coming up this college football Saturday once it turns midnight Pacific. So right around 14 minutes from now, when all continental 48 states are on a Saturday, we're going to be going hard and heavy when it comes to these previews for this upcoming Saturday. Lots of good games, so we're going to be diving into that. But I know that a lot of you guys, because I always like to throw it out, to some of you guys, what you want to be hearing, because I do what's called deductive futures, just trying to find you guys something that you may slash may not want to be able to bet on when it comes to the futures market. And I know that a lot of you guys wound up having wound up having questions as to where I see value with regards to the futures market of the Heisman Trophy. Since last week, I wound up diving into odds to be able to win the NFL MVP. So we're going to be going to the college guys on this one. Odds to be able to win the Heisman Trophy. These are all odds via DraftKings, by the way. And right now you're finding the two SEC quarterbacks as by far the two short shots. Bryce Young is at plus 180 at DraftKings. And then you've got Matt Corral, quarterback over there at Ole Miss. He's at plus 200. And then you find a massive drop-off from there. C.J. Stroud is at 8-1. to one. You've got Kenneth Walker the third at 18-1. to one. Desmond Ritter along Cale Williams are both 20-1. to one. 22 to 1 is Kenny Pickett. Travion Harrison is Travion Henderson is at 35 to 1. And then you've got Bijan Robinson, Brian Robinson Jr., both at 40 to 1. So it's Robinson squared at 40 to 1. And then you really get down to it from there. Brees Hall, who a lot of people had a lot of promise for. He's now at 100 to 1. You've got Blake Corum, who's now at plus one plus thirteen thousand. Sensen Bennett, by the way, is actually now at 100 to 1. So we've seen a little bit of something there. Brock Purdy, he's at 150 to 1. And if you're betting on Brock Purdy to be able to win the Heisman Trophy, I really do not know what to tell you. But the one guy that really stands out to me because we know that the two SEC quarterbacks in Young and Corral, no question, they're going to be the front runners. But we know that Corral is also dealing with a little bit of an injury. So that has me a little bit tepid on him. Obviously, Alabama has just become a machine for being able to generate Heisman Trophy winning players in general. We saw last year with Mr. Devontae Smith being able to win it because Mac Jones was absolutely amazing, but the weapons around him were terrific as well. But the guy that really intrigues me is Pitts Kenny Pickett. And the reason why is if he winds up having a big game on Saturday, I think that this is a guy that you're going to hear a lot about. I think that it goes lost on a lot of general college football fans that he's having an absolutely amazing season that has come completely out of left field. For Kenny Pickett, he currently has 1,934 yards and 21 touchdowns and one interception. How many touchdowns do you think he wound up having last year through the air? And for that matter, what do you think his career touchdowns number was, his career high coming into this year? 13. Each out of the last two years, 2019-2020, he had 13 touchdowns and 9 interceptions, so was a relatively pedestrian quarterback. He has been absolutely amazing. Now the question becomes, how much of this is the product of the teams that Pitt has been playing so far this year versus how much of that is actually Mr. Pickett just being able to come to the forefront because what this tells me with Pickett and his advancement is that 
clearly something has changed when it comes to the play calling and the personnel in general because you don't typically wind up seeing this big of a leap. Now, obviously, guys wind up getting a little bit better throughout their college career, but this is something that is very unexpected. And you take a look at it. The last four games for this pit team, Western Michigan, New Hampshire, Georgia Tech, and Virginia Tech. Now, no question, you're going to need Pittsburgh to be able to continue to win some games for him to be able to win the Heisman Trophy because, as we know, guys can wind up winning the Heisman Trophy on teams that they wind up losing two, three. I would even argue four losses would not necessarily knock someone out of being able to win the Heisman Trophy, especially in a year like this. But if you wind up having Pittsburgh wind up finishing like 500 or something like that, I think that it would really be a tough sell there. But you take a look at Pittsburgh and who they have coming up, Clemson, a team that has been really bad on offense, but absolutely dynamic on defense. I know that that might be up for a subject of a little bit of debate, but I mean, you just take a look at this Clemson team. They're allowing fewer than, I would say, about 15 points per game. They have been absolutely stout on the defensive end, but they do allow a little bit over 200 pass yards per game. They hardly allow fewer pass yards per game than Pitts. So this is a defense that can be at a little bit. Now with Clemson, the only time in which they wound up allowing more than 14 points this season, that wound up coming in there. Double overtime loss against NC State. So obviously you wind up having a little bit of an issue there when it comes to overtimes. But I do think that if Kenny Pickett is able to have a big game and you wind up seeing Pittsburgh be able to get the outright win at north of 20-1, to 1, he is certainly worth a shot. I take a look at some of these other guys like Desmond Ritter. I, he is on a tremendous team when it comes to Cincinnati. I just take a look at the raw numbers themselves. I think that he's going to have a little bit of an issue there. Now, he wound up having a couple spotlight games. We wound up seeing that earlier in the year against Notre Dame. That was, no question, one of the bigger ones of the college football season. I think that that was really the coming out party for Cincinnati, and that really stamped their place as being a team that is going to be able to contend for a college football playoff spot because without it, I'm not sure if they would be. And with Cincinnati, they are probably going to have another big opportunity towards back half of the year because they aren't the only undefeated team right now in the American Athletic Conference. You've got SMU, who is currently 7-0, so that is going to be able to help out their cause a little bit, but... I take a look at Ritter, and he just really needs to jump out the, out the page in one of these games. And he has yet to necessarily have that, they always call it the Heisman moment. Because I do think that you're going to have a Heisman moment when it comes to either Corral or Young, or perhaps both of them. And you just have to question whether or not you're going to have that with Ritter. Because with Cincinnati, they're no question going to be the favorite in every single game. So it's highly unlikely that you're going to have a big, giant comeback in a game which is a relative pick em other than maybe SMU. And when you wind up having Cincinnati being like a 21-point favorite and maybe you do wind up getting one of those stunning moments in which Ritter is able to put together a game-winning drive, it's going to be sort of like, all right, he put together a game-winning drive, but why in the world was Cincinnati in this close of a game against insert your American Athletic Conference team here? So I think that that's going to be a little bit of an issue from you take a look at Ritter. He's thrown for fewer than 300 yards in each out of the last five weeks as well. So I just would not be able to advise a play on Desmond Ritter at this short of a price just because I do think that with Young and Corral, for one, they're just so much further out ahead of everyone else. And two, if you're looking for a little bit of a longer shot, I just think that there's better options on the board in general. And I do think that it's going to be really interesting to see what you wind up getting from this moving forward as well because I just take a look at the grand scheme of things and I do think that really the value is on the SEC because I do think that we're going to be getting two SEC teams into the college football playoff. Now, I think that Cincinnati, if they just continue to win out, and this bears out in the rankings, I'm not telling you anything new. If they just continue to win, they wind up going undefeated. Cincinnati is going to be the first group of five team to be able to make the college football playoff. We've seen it with an independent in Notre Dame, but we've never seen it from a team in the American, the Mountain West, what have you. So that is no doubt going to be a little bit of an issue. But you take a look at some of these guys' odds for odds to be able to win the Heisman Trophy like a Kenneth Walker, like a Henderson, one of the Robinsons. I think that's going to be really tough for them now. But John Robinson is putting up a really nice year for Texas, but they've already been a little bit torpedoed with regards to his Heisman odds because, for one, you wound up seeing Texas take a couple losses earlier in the year, and though Robinson is putting up some absolutely insane numbers, at the same time, you've got a situation which it is a running back trying to be able to win this award, as we know. It just winds up going to quarterbacks as well. And the one thing that you've always got to take in this into account, I was talking about it a few weeks ago, and that was running through just the just the MLB odds as well when it comes to Cy Young, what have you. These are awards that are given out by human beings, and a lot of these writers, 
they're not necessarily taking a look at advanced analytics. A lot of these writers, they want to be wowed by a big moment. They want to just take a look at a guy, and they want to just take a look at what they wound up doing towards back half of the season. So you're noticing that a lot of these guys with shorter odds, like a Kenneth Walker, he's not necessarily a guy that I'd be putting this high up, but with Michigan State, they have been undefeated to this point. They've been able to do a very solid job, which is why you are finding them sort of in this spot. And I think that what you just got to be trying to do when it comes to betting on the Heisman Trophy, when it comes to odds to be able to win the MVP, just try to put yourself in the mindset of one of these national writers because I think that that's really the best way to be able to go about it because you can throw out there all the analytics in the world. You can make your argument as to why a guy should be able to win the Heisman Trophy, but if your argument doesn't line up with that of the national media, if it doesn't line up with those that are covering the sport on a night-in and night-out basis, it just doesn't really do a whole heck of a lot of good, which is very unfortunate when it comes to the circumstance, but that's the way that you've got to be playing it. What is fortunate, though, we've got a big, giant college football Saturday coming up when it strikes midnight Pacific time. All the continental 48 states are going to be in a Saturday, so coming in next, we're going to be taking a big, giant look at all the games coming up for this Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.